0: Hello and welcome to the Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Brie James.
1: Well, hello, hello and welcome back to the PACMAG Parents Podcast. I'm Bree James and today we're going to talk to the wonderful Julia Noland about raising an inclusive child. Now, diversity, as we know, is a fact of life. However, teaching children about differences can be a bit tricky sometimes, um, especially when they point them out. And, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those moments where you do hold your breath as a parent sometimes with their observations. And as adults, we can be a little bit unsure if we're sending the right message or how to start the conversation. And that puts us off from going there in the first place. However, it's really essential for us as parents to teach our children about diversity and inclusion through both conversations and actions. So we're going to get Julia Noland on Zoom to explain to us how we can help our children understand the value of inclusivity and to accept those around them for who they are. Let's get her on Zoom.
0: It's time to get to class. So we're
2: talking about raising an inclusive child today. So. Tell me,
3: what is an inclusive child, first of all? So I guess um, it's an inclusive child is is someone who, um, you know, is welcoming to all people kind of regardless of their differences. Um, so there's someone who's, you know, compassionate, empathetic, um, they're independent in their thinking and they don't really follow the crowd. Um, so it, really it's, it's the idea of... Um, how do we live with one another? Um, and, and so raising a child that understands that, you know, we have to live with people um, and, you know, be in a community where there is going to be diversity. There, everyone is different no matter what um, kind of area that they live in or um, family that they come from. So it's, so it's about understanding um, that and accepting the differences
2: because yeah there's so many differences whether it's race whether it's our physical ability whether it's th- the way we look whether it's our economic status whether it's you know where we live there's so many differences and I think you know that's probably one of the things though is children do notice these differences and exclude other children because of it and I guess mm. parents do that as well so what is it that parents do Uh, do that teaches our children about not being exclusive, uh, not being inclusive, sorry, and being accepting of others more? Because I I think there's little things that we accidentally do as parents that teaches our children to be uh, not as inclusive
3: as we should be. Yeah. So I I guess the thing is, is that the more our child is exposed to the idea of um, diversity and inclusion, the easier it is for them to kind of become an inclusive person. So um, I guess the, the thing is, is that um, we, we need to um, not shy away from differences ourselves. So, um, you know, th- that's when, you know, um, perhaps, you know, looking at the kind of younger child, if the younger child recognises the difference of someone walking down the street, you know, Um, you know mommy why does that lady have a beard right we as parents can become shocked embarrassed we don't know what to say we don't know what to do so we kind of shut that conversation down or we tell our child don't don't say that don't do that Um, and that's usually again when it comes to parenting it all starts with us Um, so it's about recognizing that there are going to be uncomfortable conversations but don't shy away from them Use them as a moment of, of education because the more that we don't talk about things, um, that sends a message to our child that there's something wrong with differences. Um, so, you know, or if uh, the more we don't expose our child to things that are different, the more that the child thinks that they're weird, you know, Um you know, um, Bobby has two mums, that's weird. When it's not weird because, you know, there are m- many um, single-sex parents out there. Um, sorry, same-sex parents out there. So it's, it's about um, exposing the child to understand that there are things that are different, but just because it's different doesn't automatically make it wrong or bad or weird. So then that moves us next into the language that we use. And I think this is probably one of the areas as parents we can slip up the most because it becomes unconscious, our language, the way that we talk about things. And that could be anything from saying to your child, oh, like who's that that autistic kid in your class, right? So that's actually labelling the difference. Instead of actually going, okay, we need to look at the, um, like m- what we call more person first language. So if you're trying to think about who that child is um, that has autism in your, so you might say, who, who's that, what's the name of that boy in your class who has autism? So you're saying, what's the name of them? I can't remember the name of, of that boy in your class who has, as opposed to who's the autistic kid in your, in your class. So it is just the shift recognizing that they are a person first because that's the other thing that happens when we start going down differences is that we take away um, the kind of the humanity of the person. We start uh, looking at them more as objects rather than people. So we, we look at the differences and say that um, difference makes them less human to me. Because because of the the gap um, between them and me, so we need to actually start looking at the similarities. So that becomes the next point: is um, while it is easy to point out the differences, what about the similarities? So just because um, you know, just because um, someone in high school you know is a has a different religion doesn't mean that they don't love footy just as much as we do. Um, Just because um, their religion um, states that they have to wear um, particular clothes doesn't mean that they don't love fashion like we do. So it's about actually recognising that there are similarities. There are similarities that that we have in common that make us human. And the more that we start realising that and we start humanising them, rather than um, just making them, um, dehumanising them, making them feel so foreign, um, we're more likely to become more compassionate um, and we, we face our fears and we learn to become more sensitive.
2: Yeah, because often, you know, we've been raised in households ourselves that, you know, language wasn't such a big thing back then, but it's becoming more and more prevalent in our society that we're having to really super mindful of how we use our language
3: yeah and and i guess you know that um can throw up a a big argument around you know oh how pc do i have to be um but i I guess the thing is is that um kids are always going to watch us watch what we do and that we model behaviors to them um i think it just reminds me of one of the um best um, TV ads I, I ever saw um, around parenting modeling behavior, um, but it was around alcohol. And so I don't, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but it was a dad that would say to the kid, Get me a beer from the fridge. So the kid would go to the fridge, get the beer for the dad, and give it to him. And then you saw him kind of the circle. And so the kid became the dad saying to their kid, Go to the fridge and get me a beer. So it's actually about the fact that, you know, we do model behavior to our kids. Um, in ways that we don't even realise um, and how it's going to impact them, how they are going to take that on. Um, you know, if, if we, um, you know, are, if we tend to um, have friends um, that are in the kind of same bubble as us, so, you know, we have so many similarities in this bubble then, um, you know, then our kids are going to naturally want to have the same sort of bubble with their friends as well, if that makes sense. We're not talking about the bubble. Yeah. So it's, it is about recognizing for us, you know, how can we actually expose our children to diversity um, and expose ourselves a little bit more, you know, challenge ourselves around, you know, how inclusive am I? Um, You know, because people often say, oh, I don't see differences, but it's not about being blind to differences, they exist, but it's about not putting a value judgment on differences.
2: Yeah, that's such, you know, an important topic. So have you got any last-minute strategies for us listening um, for us to raise an inclusive child?
3: Um, Yeah, so I I guess the thing is is, um, to... um, I guess really think about you know um, how much again it's a, it's around the language and the way that we model, but just to have a look at the the value that we put on um, particular things. So you know um, if we put value on oh you you know you've you've got to go to private schools or um, you know what is that message that we're that we're sending to our children? Is it are we sending that message of you know um, exclude others? We are elitist. Um, I mean, no one, I I imagine, comes straight out to the kid and say, hey, let's be elitist. But there is a message that we send. So it's noticing that subtle message that we're sending. And then also recognizing, you know, when we slip up um, and having that conversation with our kids. So, you know, um, sometimes, you know, kids are a little bit more, I don't know, woke than their parents. So, you know, they, they are learning this stuff. There is Google out there. And so they may pull us up on our language and the way that we're viewing. And it's about, okay, let's have that conversation. So being open um, to that, but then also pulling them up on on behavior. So, you know, if if they are kind of um, excluding kids at school, um, and I think that's, you know, before you kind of said that exclusion is almost bullying, you know, um, if if we kind of all say, oh, we don't wanna hang out with them because of X, Y, and Z, you know, kind of um, having that conversation because you're wanting them to to grow empathy and compassion for other people. So it's about, you know, imagine yourself in their shoes. You know, imagine if if we were different in some way or you had a difference, um, you know, what would that be like for you?
2: Love it. It's a perfect note to end on end on today. Uh, thanks so much, Julia, for your amazing insights on raising an inclusive child. I'm sure that all of us can work on that a lot more.
3: Not a problem. Thank you.
0: If you're loving the Pack Mag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Pinterest. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show?
1: So we learned a lot today. Uh, Number one was it's important to teach our children about similarities and differences, as this is the cornerstone of empathy. Uh, This can help them understand their own identity uh, within society and and ensure that they grow up to be well-rounded, accepting, kind individuals. Number two was be the role model because children learn best from observing the adults around them. So you've got to be the type of person you hope your child becomes. So take a moment to examine your own approach to others. Are you accepting of others? Do you use respectful language when talking about people from all backgrounds and avoiding stereotypes? bit of time for self-reflection and then obviously modeling the behavior that you'd like them to be instilled with. Number four was to diversify your media, uh, because media is a great way to subtly teach inclusion to kids, including books, TV, music, and movies that reflect real life. And lastly, like Julia said, the act of inclusivity is a value which we learn through observation of those around us. So once we plant the seed, we can watch our kids grow into respectful and compassionate little beings. And that's what we all want, right? Well, we've wrapped up another show. I can't believe it's another one already under our belt. Remember, any important links can be found in the show notes and you can play all of our previous episodes on our website here at pacmag.com.au slash podcast. But a big thank you for Julia Noland for all of her insights today. I am sure you got lots out of what she had to say. But until next time, happy parenting and don't forget to tell everyone you heard it on PacMag.